I'm Arnold van Buren and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centers and organizing tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. So hi John, welcome. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Well, we know we both in the UK, so we know how the situation is. However, that doesn't stop us for our passion for esports. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and tell me about, about your passion within the esports. How how do you how, how did you start in the esport world? And well, I know you got so much to share, but please. Um, yeah, so I'm John. I'm 33. I'm from the UK. Um, I currently um, I am the managing director and owner of Team 7AM Esports. Uh, we are a European-based um, esports organisation that predominantly concentrates uh, on the competitive scene, uh, whilst maintaining and building a community um, that uh, that attaches onto that. Um, currently, we have teams in Valorant, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, um, League of Legends, and uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive. Um, I've been in the esports industry for over 20 years um, and um, I started out at a very young age of, of about 13, uh, walking into a land centre um, and not really having any idea uh, what it was about. I knew nothing of PCs, I knew nothing of gaming essentially other than you know the consoles that we had back as, when I was a kid, the, you know, the Nintendo and the PlayStation 1 um, and that's all I had. Um, but um, yeah, I walked into this internet cafe and uh, I was introduced to Counter-Strike um, and uh, that was it. I, I, uh, I fell in love. I fell in love with this competitive side of the game, the tactical uh, side of the game um, and that, you know, uh, I was fascinated that we could, I could play with people from anywhere in the world essentially uh, and, and play in these tournaments. Um, and I was—I uh, guess I was really lucky that I, that the team in the land centre were, were were very very good, one of the best in the UK at the time. Um, so I learned very quickly uh, from the professionals. Um, so very quickly uh, got pretty good, uh, and then successfully had a, a professional career in Counter Strike, uh, and then also did some professional coaching as well. Uh, and uh, was lucky enough to travel all over Europe and out to the states playing uh, and being at different events. And um, yeah, I, I want to give back. I'm hugely passionate about esports uh, and everything that surrounds it. Um, I live and breathe uh, this industry, this organisation, um, and I, um, I I just want to continue to push and drive it forward. It's it's uh, some exciting times um, for, um, for for esports, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on board. Yeah, fantastic, and especially now, let's say. Um, since last year, there's, there's, there was some some really tough times, and I know that um, a lot of esports organisations have adjusted to the situation, and I'm 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 glad that you you adjusted as well. But the thing is that um, most 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 organisations um, are well, who are not adjusted are uh, fortunately uh, not within the esports world anymore. But most of them they are, so I'm I'm happy that th this is still happening. Um, about uh, your your team. So I know you have a team, and they are from you got you've got what quite an European team. So um, how did you? Well, I know we got esports in the UK as well. Why did you choose for European team and, and instead of like, let's say 
uh, within UK or maybe America? Because I know you got from Belgium, from the Netherlands, uh, different different places. No real particular reason. For, for me, um, it's about the player. It's about the players, sorry. Um, and um, when I'm selecting players for a team or a team, um, skill, of course, and the level that they can compete at is something we want to take in consideration. But what's more important um, to me is their personalities and their mental attitude. Um, it takes a very, a very uh, particular type of person to be able to play at level here um, and for someone to come and play at this level. Uh, and they need mental strength and they need uh, to have a particular attitude and mindset. And these are really important for me. Um, so in all honesty, I don't really care where that particular player comes from, you know, whichever country they reside, whether that is the UK, whether that's Belgium, whether that, you know, is Scandinavia or out in the States. Um, what's important is that they're the right type of players, they're, they're people that want to, um, to, to be in esports and want to go all the way. They have to want um, to be professional. They have to want to practice and want to um, to drive their career forward. Um, and then we can give them the platform to do that. We can give them the support. Um, I can use my experience to help them mentally uh, and to mentally coach them uh, and support them um, from, from a mental health perspective because this is you know, a, another important topic that quite often gets missed. Um, so yeah, it, it's about the player. Uh, essentially not not about where they come from uh, i would be more than happy to take on a uk team if if everything fit fitted in uh, as i just said Amazing. Well, that's that, that's that's well, that's fantastic because that's something that's really important. It doesn't really matter where the player is from. It doesn't matter how the player. It, it's all about like the play and having that team spirit and you know working together. I think that's so important. And I know within the esport world, um, that's 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 what's all, what 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 counts and what's and what's really important. So the. the what what most people are asking now is especially in these like I call it difficult times. It's not for everybody difficult, but let's say for for most well we we are try we try to um, swim through this uh, this this pandemic. Um, what about like sponsorships? How are you dealing with them? Is it is it like is it has that has that changed or yeah how 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 is that at the moment? I actually think. Um that sponsorship's now in a better place than it ever has been. Um, so I think the one thing that the pandemic has allowed and has shown the world is that if you own a business and a brand and you don't have an online presence, in times like this when we're locked down um, and you can't open your store, you don't have a brand. You don't have a business because you can't operate. Um, so I think what, what this has done is, is, is proved and shown to people that you have to have this online presence. You have to be online. Uh, you need to have that brand out there and have that brand awareness. Um, and for me, I don't think that there is any better industry that can help and support growth online. Gamers did it first. We were the first guys online. You know, We were the geeks and the nerds um, that, that, was, that started the internet. We've been here forever that the, you know and, and the minute that anyone could create a game it was it, it was online um so there's there's no better place for, for for companies to be part of um and you know the the gaming generation has got older um you know the original gamers people even older than i am um you know they're still here they're still they're still in the industry and um you know the, the average age is is over 25 
and, and these people need every, everything that everyone else needs. They need house insurance, home insurance, car insurance. You know, they need to, to, to they want to buy a house, they want to buy a car, um, you know, they want to go on holidays and they do everything that, you know, uh, you, uh, I say normal person outside of the esport industry does. They need all of that. Um, so there's no reason why the TV adverts, the newspaper articles and the adverts that you see, they can't come online and get involved in esports. So I actually think that there's now a bigger uh, and wider um, spread of companies now that you can approach who are willing to get involved in esports. Um, and for me, that is my target audience. Um, you know, of course, I love the, the the brands who have been around for years. You know, the QPad, um, who who we have, uh, you know, thankfully sponsored by. Um, but there's other brands out there who want to get into esports. So I want to give them that opportunity and give them that activation, give them my experience, uh, and help guide them through to make sure that they can get the activation. Don't spend money on a Facebook campaign or on a Twitter campaign that costs thousands of pounds um, to get small engagements. You know, an esports team can can double that return on investment um, quite easily because they're engaged because engagements on social media from a brand who's respected um, will be a lot more than just ticking an advert out on a sponsored feed on Facebook, which for me I believe is becoming old times people just scroll on by they're, they're fed up of the adverts they're fed up of the the videos interrupting um you know the adverts interrupting your videos i think these are old marketing techniques already and they haven't been around very long they need to do something different and esports is the difference we still engage with our audience better than anybody else yeah, and you, you mentioned a really good point by that people are spending, especially now, um, people trying to get more exposure. So what they do on different social media platforms is to pay quite a lot of money to get that exposure, to gain more more viewers. And then you mentioned about like, yeah, but listen, you just, you know, just use this and this and this and stand off. And um, I, I think that's, well, really important because now because we are going more well esports is online anyway but i mean we are new in the situation who we are now in how we are who we are in now and it's it's really really helpful if people who are familiar with that can educate let's say play especially players people wants to have more exposures then you mentioned about companies like they well they they are let's say uh, physical shops who maybe can are able to 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 sponsor um, esports organizations? I think that, but you need to you need to know. So, like, what you well, you, you're quite an expert in that because you're quite long in the esports world, so you know what you're talking about. Um, what what any 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 tips on on like say somebody who's literally new? So I, I'm talking about somebody who decided like, okay, right, I can, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a good player in let's say. I know Valorant or something like like uh, well uh, was it uh, World of Warcraft? I'm just going to call because that was my game in that time. So, um, what are your tips? What are what are the things or like sort of my? You don't have to give all the things away, but let's sort of, sort of like golden nuggets and all that stuff. Uh, for so for new players, uh, I, I guess the the first conversation I would say to any new player to have with themselves is what do they want to achieve. So do you want to be uh, just to play for fun with some friends? Um, you know, are you happy to just compete 
uh, but also compete for fun. You're not really bothered about whether you win or whether you lose, you're just having a good time, you're having with friends. Or do you, do you want this as a career path? Do you want to play professionally? Do you want to be the best that you can be? And I think initially you've got to have that conversation of which one, which one you want. Um, when you've had that conversation, um, then you can choose that path. You know, let's think matrix, blue pill, red pill. You know, one, one is a life full of training and coaching uh, and uh, mental stress. Uh, and the other one is having some fun with friends uh, and playing some games. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's tough out there. But if you do choose uh, that you want to be professional and you want to go for it, um, then you, then I think the biggest tip I can give is being self-organized. Organize your day. Don't just wake up and thinking, oh, okay, I'll play some games. Um, have a structure. Be structured in what you do. Um, if you know, Of course, people work, people go to school. I get that. I understand that. But in the days that you are going to train, uh, have a schedule. I'm going to train for one hour here, then I'm going to go get some lunch, or I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to do whatever I want to go and do, um, and then come back and train again. Um, be very structured in your schedule and stick to it, um, because if you don't, the only person you're cheating is yourself. Uh, and at the end of every day, reflect on what you did. What did I do today? What can I do better? Um, reflect on every round you lose, every round you win, if you're taking Counter-Strike, for example. Uh, or Valorant, or, you know, or Illegal Legends, you know, if you died, you know, why did you die? Did you, could you have done something different? Reflect, reflect, reflect. Think about what you could do differently. Um, forget the other players. Forget what they did. It's about what you can do. It's not about them. You know, you will always meet different players with different play styles. People will be aggressive. People will be passive. Um, you won't know what the opposition's going to do. So there's no point in your thought process always trying to think what they're going to do. You have your own style and you should play to that. You find your strengths, you play to those strengths. You think about your weaknesses, you reflect on them and you try and make them stronger. Um, and if you have this mindset, uh, then you can achieve anything. Most uh, of the absolute top tier players in this world, um, most of them aren't too far away from these guys who are sort of second tier. Of course you have these exceptional players, you know, these world beaters who are just insane. Um, and you get that in every sport, right? The Ronaldo of football, um, you know, the Lewis Hamilton of F1. These people are just insane. That, that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing to say. Uh, and you get that in esports. But everybody else is just a normal guy. They're just a normal guy or girl who's just um, have a very structured, and of course they're skillful, and I don't want to take anything away from it. Um, but what I'm saying is they're not that far behind the other people. You're not that far away. You just have to structure what you're doing and get in a routine. And for most people, that's hard, and people can't do that. No, I, to I totally understand. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this little question, and I know hopefully, hopefully, you you uh, you want to answer this one. So, you know, within the esport world since last year, the esport world was it, well, it's still still massively growing. What about that? What we call gatekeeping's uh, mentality about like other organizations who rather not to have this like new players and you mentioned already like big players they rather to have big players big numbers big viewers big you know when you when they go on youtube and they see like oh you got a million they say like oh you're welcome but if you got like a hundred thousand viewers they're going to say like well maybe you have to wait a couple of years longer or we rather not you have you so what is your opinion uh, about that gatekeeping mentality I think it's really tough, and I think the industry pushes us into that mentality because, you know, the, the, the big question 
and the, the, the big question still today in esports is how do we monetize esports, right? So we, we have to understand where the money comes from. So it comes from sponsor, sponsorships predominantly, uh, and then you maybe have some prize pool um, uh, in, uh, for other income. And of course, if you've got apparel, then you know maybe there'll be some small sales from there, but your majority of your income comes from sponsorships. Um, so unfortunately, Esports organizations are pushed into this corner, they're backed into a corner already because they've now got to provide this return on investment for the sponsors they have already. Um, so even if you want to give the small guys a chance, um, you find yourself not in a position to do so because you don't either have the time, the resources um, or the money to be able to, to give back to these guys and it makes it really tough it makes it a hard decision and of course you want to go for this guy who has the million because he's going to get that return on investment you're going to be able to use his socials and his presence and his influence to go back to more sponsors and go hey i got this guy look at his statistics um look what he's doing for me um now get involved with me sponsor my team because i can give you this um you know how can you do that with a smaller guy he doesn't add value to your uh, sponsor pitch from a return on investment perspective. Um, now, he will add value to your team, and of course, you know, you should always try and help out people, um, you know, and especially the young, the younger generation coming into esports. And I think it's really important, um, and the education side of things as well. Uh, but I, I get it's tough. It's a tough decision to make, and not every team will be in a position to take the smaller guy, even if they want to. Yeah, and, and I, to I totally understand that. And of course, well, it's it's a little bit of well, I always say like how much you practice, how how better you become, how better you become, how more exposure and how more exposure. Well, you don't have to be. Well, I say you don't have to work hard to be part of it. They will automatically make you part of well, whatever team uh, they're gonna gonna add you in. Before we're gonna end the show, I just want to ask you this, and I, all, I ask everybody who I got this interview with. Is, is there anything, anything on your heart, and, and let's say, I'm just going to keep it with the eSport world, um, that you would like to share? Um, for me, I want to make, I want to, uh, everyone to see the importance of education um, in eSports um, and understand that eSports is change, it has changed. Um, so education to start with, um, this newer generation um, of, uh, of, of eSport and gamers who are coming in, uh, they need help and support. And I think eSports can offer, can offer a lot to these guys. Um, eSports has some of the best engagements in terms of engaging personalities than anything else that can offer. Um, I would really encourage people to get involved with colleges, with schools, with universities and help the education sector get involved. What can you do to help and support? Um, even if it's just giving, you know, uh, mentor classes um, or, or whatever it may be, get involved. Uh, and then from a business perspective in esports, um, the quicker everybody understands that this esport industry is now business, um, the better everybody will, will, will become and the better ecosystem that will appear. You know, it isn't what it was 20 years ago. We're not just a bunch of friends sitting around playing some games anymore. This is an industry, and this is a business, and you have to, um, you know, you have to act as if you are in business. It, it is, it's a business, um, and the more teams, organisations, and businesses who who understand that, um, the ecosystem will grow faster for everybody, and we will all benefit from that. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I think that, that's, that's, that's it really. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Um, another thing, where can people find you on social media? Um, so Team7AM uh, on Twitter uh, and on Facebook, uh, also on LinkedIn. You know, uh, reach out. Our DMs are always, always, always open. So, you know, always feel free to to come and say hello. Drop in our Discord, um, you know, and um, drop in our channels and come say hello. Um, we will never, ever uh, not um, make time to say hello to people. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, John, thank you so much for being part of our esports series. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. And, um, yeah, well, again, I, I wanted to thank you again for this. And I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but whilst thank you for, so much for your patience. No, no, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to our esport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.